welcome to CoasterCast. That's the new name of what was used to be the Coaster Great Podcast. I'm Tom. And uh, my name is Matt. And we're very pleased once again to be joined from Cupcakes and... Jo- and uh, the <laughs> Cupcakes and Joy. <laughs> Oh, I've never fluffed a, I've never fluffed a line before, and we're very pleased to be joined from Cupcakes and Coasters, the one, the only Jordan. Jordan, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me again. Our thanks pleasure. for coming on. Our pleasure. So this is episode ten. It's our Christmas special, and uh, we're going to be looking back over the 2017 season, playing some games, discussing a bit more, and all that. So let's uh, get started. Uh, and we've been asking for your input over the 2017 season in the UK. Um, we ran a little poll on our website at coastercast.co.uk. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. We asked which UK theme park had the best 2017 season. Before we get the official results of our official poll on the subject, guys, what was it like at UK theme parks for you this year? What was, what parks had a great season? Which parks? didn't have a great season it was really weird because i kind of at the start of the year i was like okay i'm getting married this year so i can't really go on a massive two-week holiday like i usually do to somewhere interesting i'm just gonna have to keep like local when i say local i mean like europe but i ended up actually like doing loads like i look back at the year and go oh my god i i went everywhere but i went to a lot of kind of smaller weirder parks like i did finally did Prata and Vienna. I did some smaller parks around Normandy and France. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the weirder places in the UK, uh, and then like just obviously Fantasia Land because I go every year because it's fab. Um, and then Port Aventura. Went. To, I was going to say I went to Disney. I did not go to Disney this year. Uh, Plops of Land and Park Asterix. I kind of tried to hit up all the European parks that had a new coaster, like a substantial mm-hmm. new coaster. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking there weren't really anything so I kind of did some stuff but like I'm about to write like a my like kind of like a review of the year kind of thing and I'm kind of like oh for god's sake there's like there wasn't really anything amazing <laughs> so it's quite difficult to write well I think it was pretty dull overall yeah not a lot really happened nothing stands out um no. i mean okay, so let's go to the poll and the results so the winner for the which uk theme park had the best 2017 season with 26 percent of the vote was blackpool pleasure beach um, well i mean they didn't have anything <laughs> they didn't have anything new for this year second place though and maybe we can start to maybe identify a bit of a trend here second place 23 percent was alton towers once again no well other than cbb's man no notable no notable new attractions this year um Chessington with 21%, Fort Park with 18%, and then um, Paulton's Park, Pleasurewood Hills, and Other with 3%, and Legoland Windsor and Oakwood with 2%. So, um, uh, and I also put down Adventure Island, Joachim Manor, Flamingo Land, and Lightwater Valley on zero. No one voted. Oh, I know. Where's no. the Drayton? Well, okay, maybe Drayton haven't had the best year, but um, where's the Flamingo Land, love? Um, uh, sorry, so one, like, what, what did you say? Oakwood got 3%. 3%. Oakwood got 2%, people. yeah. Sorry, 2% of people thought that Oakwood had the best 2017 season in the UK. Well, those people are idiots. They probably live in South <laughs> Wales as well and probably don't travel too yeah. far. <laughs> well, never... Or maybe Oakwood are voting in the poll. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but the top two on there, um, Blackpool and Alton, maybe the feeling and the buzz there 
is obviously because major yeah. construction going on. It's clearly all about next year for those two. People are calling it the new 1994. It's the two going head to head, really, in, in many ways, mm-hmm. with Icon and SWA. So maybe that's where it comes from. But yeah. does a kind of yeah, plot maybe. of construction really make it that more exciting? It could maybe so in Alton's case, because stuff was actually going vertical during the season, but nothing really actually happened at Blackpool all, I all year. I think if you take into account that a lot of... Um, UK enthusiasts seem really reluctant to travel or maybe don't have the means to travel, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you look at the UK parks and dismiss the rest of the world and just look at UK, that's probably about right. Because like excitement wise and stuff going on wise, yeah, I can see that. I can see why people would say that. Pete that like I said there's been a lot of buzz around Blackpool. Like everyone's just going and looking at mud and like it's only finally getting interesting now that actual yeah. tracks gone up. I- people absolutely love it so i can see i can see why people have said that I guess it's probably down to the just the lack of investment, it seems, with a lot of the smaller parks. I mean, what that said, I mean, obviously, Paltons Park clearly is focusing on, on their money spinner, Peppa Pig, but maybe obviously where that won't appeal too much to the enthusiast community. Um, mm. I don't know, Legoland, only 2%. I mean, they actually had a major new ride Ninjago. with Ninjago this year. And it was fab, it's so good. I don't understand it. What What, what, what is it? It's like a dark ride, like a shooty dark ride with screens and stuff. But instead of having a gun, you have like a sensor and you have to do like karate chop motions over the sensor. Does it actually work? Bad guys. It's so good. It's so good. I feel like, like it'd be the sort of thing and you'd, just, you'd be doing it and it would just not be working and stuff would just randomly be like I, I falling thought, over. And... I thought that, but it's actually really like really, really good. I loved it. Like I came off it. I was like, that was so much fun. Is it screen-based? Is it is it like Metroidvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. or is it kind of more animatronic real effects? No, it's screen-based. It's um, yeah, it's like you sit in like a vehicle. You put 3D glasses on. It's kind of like like a Spider-Man thing, but on a smaller budget, I guess. That's the, okay. That's, that's a pretty good comparison it's to cool. make. Yeah, like, I'm going to have I'm high really expectations honest. now. <laughs> it's going to be oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's at Legoland finally. <laughs> is it better than Darren Brown? Uh, it's completely different. Like it's, I think that Darren's more of a passive experience, whereas Ninjago is more of an active experience. Like you're joining in the farm, whereas with Darren you're getting spooked. So it's different. It's different audiences as well. That's more action, and Darren's more scary. So different things, I think. And that brings us on very nicely to our second question in our poll, was what was your favourite new UK ride for 2017? Now, it probably hasn't been the best year in the UK for major new rides. Clearly, there's a lot more in, in 2018 to come. But that's to say, there's, there's been a few notable ones, and obviously we've just talked about Lego Ninjago, and that's obviously a, a major yeah. new dark ride. So through the list, we've uh, got... now. Maybe state the data, but whether it's a new ride, the park map calls it new. So, Darren Brown's Ghost Train Rise of the Demon is on our short yep. list, as is uh, Gruffalo River Ride Adventure, um, Lego Ninjago, um, <laughs> Flight of the Giant Peach at Oakwood. I'm not sure if you can call it new oh, because it was, it was found out of a skip and just reassembled. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of pl- plenty of more exciting attractions. The Furchester Hotel Live at Alton Towers. Uh, the the issue with that is that I know nothing about it because you can't take POVs in there, so there's nothing on YouTube. And clearly, I'm not going to go and experience the Furchester yeah, Hotel Live. Yeah. So. Does it have Sesame Street characters in that? There's Muppet-style no, characters. Similar, yeah. Oh, okay. is, is Elmo, I went is Elmo part of it? it. 
I went to go and then I was like, nah, it's too weird. Like, like the big top, is it called the big top? The show area? Oh, uh, in CBB's. That, I thought you, you meant the, the Fort Mays then. No, no, no. Like it, it, um, in Alton, like the show arena in CBB's, then you can kind of stand, if you want to see a show just from a purely, I'm a theme park nerd and I want to see what this is sure, kind of sure. thing, you can stand at the back of that and just kind of be nondescript and like, okay, I'm at the back, I'm going to hang out here and no one will really care. Whereas Furchester looks a lot, lot smaller. And if you're sat there, clearly with no kids, I think people would be like, what? <laughs> it's quite obvious. Like me and Connor went to go on it and I was like, nah, it's too weird. I can't do it. May I add, though, if you do want a, a review of someone who's been on the Fairchester Hotel Live or in the Fairchester Hotel Live, uh, I believe Theme Park Worldwide for their first Elfatel's <laughs> vlog of the season uh, went in, so you can check out that vlog and find out their reaction. Um, other new UK rides this year, the Rootin' Tootin' Target Trail at Pleasurewood Hills. They re-themed uh, Hobbs Pit, which was apparently like an insanely <laughs> scary ride. I'm so sad! I know, it seems so... like they've actually lost something quite unique there and turned it into a bit more generic. Had, had he been in Hobbs that? Pit? I never Hobbs got a chance. Was amazing. Hobbs Pit was so, so good. It was, you, so good. was it too scary and for the park and the kind of the clientele yeah. and the family season, I guess? Was it? Is, was that the issue? Yeah, I, I think so. I think whoever made... I don't know anything about the ride, actually. I think, like, just, just going to talk about it now, I'm kind of like, I don't know anything about the <laughs> ride. But apart from I went on it and I liked it. But they, um, I think whoever designed it was a scary enthusiast. Oh, okay, and yeah, that's really because a lot of the effects on it are the kind of things you you see in horror attractions, mm -hmm. like the normal walkthrough, like scare mazes, but they've just kind of put it on a ghost train kind of setting. Um, yeah, and I think it was terrifying, and that's why I loved it because I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Um, also on the list, um, we're getting to some, I think, really scraping the barrel now. Uh, Flamingo One at Flamingo Land. This was the, the go-kart track, quite a sizable one that we're building in the middle, but it turned out that it, it opened like mid-season. It turned out it wasn't go-karts. It was like a really slow Autopia-style ride. So what looked like quite an exciting track to go whizzing around. Now you're just kind of tootling along at two mile an hour and it's all a bit barren. Oh, rubbish! So, um... <laughs> We've also got James and his red balloon at Drayton Manor, just like a, a, mm -hmm. a, a kiddie's flat there. Um, the Go Jetters Room Master Zoom ride at Alton Towers, um, which I think is a bit of a like a Dumbo sort of thing. So, out of all of the new rides, which do you reckon the public voted as their favourite for 2017? I can tell you, the vote is extremely close. Gruffalo. I would say Gruffalo. Yeah, that's what. When we started this poll, it was the Gruffalo, and by quite a margin for quite a while. But over the past couple of days, it's shot up and it's just overtaken it. The winner with 39% is, for new ride for 2017, Darren Brown's Ghost Train Rise of the Demon at Fort Park. It is pretty good. <laughs> I, no, I must admit, have, you, have you done it? Yeah, having I read the original one uh, last year, only got one go on that. And then me and, me and Matt went to for probably in about May and we got three three rides um, on Rise of the Demon. And I must say, it's a it's a marked improvement. I think the, the second half of the train ride um, works a lot better and fits VR a lot more. Although they got rid of the they got rid of the underground train effect in the middle pit. Uh, I don't think, I don't think got rid of, I think it's been, yeah. What under, what, wait, what? I know what you mean. You mean the, you mean the lights coming from yeah, the Yeah, the, the, the little, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I know Matt never got to experience that. No, I didn't and get to see you'll, that. You'll never forgive anyone for that. Um, the problem is, we went on it three times, and uh, one time was like really, really good, and then the other two were just like really hit and miss. Well, on the last time, it, it broke down in the when we were in the middle yeah. room, and the actors kind of did their very best to kind of keep the scene going and stall for. Yeah, there was minutes. some good improv there for a good twenty minutes. But then after a while, even they had to kind of concede defeat the fact that we were just waiting for the ride <laughs> to restart. So they were like, <laughs> it got a lot more casual then. But God bless them. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I must admit it's a, it's, it's a marked improvement. I I quite enjoy it. I'm not a big fan of jump scares, and um, the first time I went on. And probably on like, really <laughs> subsequent times, it really, it really got me. I, I found it really exciting. It's probably my first proper VR experience as well. So yeah, I'm impressed. I was going to say, I think the exciting thing for me is that it's using like actual really good VR. Like the Vive headsets are the best VR headsets that you can get, and the fact that they've tried to do something different with them is yeah. is pretty cool. Really, I mean, it's better than those Samsung things that you get on Galactica or whatever they are. Um, yeah, they're just so yeah. Ones. It's, it's the it's the best VR experience that you could probably get for a ride. And a very good finale as well. And I, I love kind of the... Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the finale is actually probably the best bit, yeah. We won't spoil the finale for the two people that don't know what it is, but... Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's really. I love the play setting in the in the finale. I think uh, no doubt probably really fools people. There's loads of Easter eggs in that room as well. If you like that kind of thing, I did. I like, did try and pick something up, but unfortunately, it was all glued down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say look look in the um the vending machine. There's loads of secret messages and stuff. It's quite cool. And also, I'm in the end scene. Yay! Oh my, yeah. Um, my on ride picture is used. Um, oh good. In yeah. <laughs> I, I achieved cool. similar celebrity status one year. Um, some enthusiasts point out, this about 10 years ago, pointed out to me that a, a mug of an on ride photo of me was used in the queue for Spinball Wizard. Amazing. <laughs> That's so, definitely not allowed without your permission. How did that even happen? I don't know. Like I never, I never bought that that photo, and I only went like I think like probably twice that season. Like once in April and once in the end. Like I, I think I met up with a couple of enthusiasts at the end, and they they pointed out to me in the spot. He was like, right, okay, wow. So uh, it must be pretty surreal, yeah. That's cool. There you go. It's the equivalent like, oh, of the pic- my face. It's the Pixar of Oscars, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Darren Brown is everyone's favourite new UK round of 2017. Second place and so close. So Darren Brown got 39%, Gruffalo 37%. Um, I've not done it, but the POVs look all right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've done it so many times. Chessington's like 10 minutes around the corner from me. So if I'm bored, I'm like, should we just go to Chessington? So we just go and have Wanda and oh my God, I love it. I love it so much. I always had a soft spot for Charlie and Chocolate Factory, which I know not a lot of people what? did. What's wrong with you? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. terrible. Yeah, no, I, I, I care. Like the first year, some of the bits were honestly a bit blank, but they fit, they filled in the gaps and they, yeah, and it, and it got better. Um, I like the ambition of it, and I thought for its time, oh, for its time, for 2006, the um, the lift room with the projections, I think, was really, oh, was so really good. good. Uh, the lift, really the, right, yeah, the lift is okay, but the boat ride itself is like shocking. I think if you, if you accept the fact, like, right, okay, they're not going to like put in a new boat ride system, so you've got to stick what what was there with Toyland Tours. I, I, I yeah, but look what they did with Gruffalo. 
Well, well, there's the king. This is my why I bring it up. I, I asked Jordan. So, we're like, where's the difference in in quality there? This does far outstrip what they did with Charlie. It's. I mean, it's of a different time though. Like the tech, the tech in Gruffalo is really cool. Like there's like a good mixture of screens and like smell pods. And like the first room you go in, I like, absolutely it's my favourite. Like you go in and it's all dandelions, but they're all kind of got these fibre optic lights, and it's just really pretty and like quaint, and the music's fab. With Charlie. Um, there's a lot I, I think they're probably Gruffalo's obviously more updated so there's newer tech but I think they're probably similar oh okay oh that's interesting yeah I feel like I'm going to be really disappointed with Gruffalo now though <laughs> I, I, lo- I love it but then I, I like no I'm looking at the POVs it looks really good but yeah, I just remember going on Charlie and just being like there's nothing to look at there's like three things in this room and like maybe one of them if you're lucky is an animatronic the rest is just like weird static props and then like purple painted walls i think that that's true for its first season they definitely feel there was a few gaps they needed to, f- to fill in and they, i think they reconfigured like the batching and the um like the audio and the story a bit i think half as as they always have to do with dark rides though in fairness i think like halfway through the first season i i think i wrote in this first week and it was it was a lot different to what it became <laughs> But um, yeah, it's not good. But, um, I must admit, our our, our forthcoming Chester and Legoland Windsor trip has been really hyped by Jordan. Now Gruffalo is going to be <laughs> the best boat ride in the world, and Ninjago is essentially Spider Man. If there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I it's when when I when I don't like something, it means it's seriously shit because I like most stuff. I, like even if something's a bit crap I'll be like oh but this is good like I, I, I very very rarely come off a ride and go that was so shit like I like most stuff so you'll get like I find a lot of enthusiasts are the opposite they, they're really hard to please and they come off and go oh that could have been better and you're like mm, I prefer to see things the other way around and I find I, I, I'm, I enjoy theme parks I like theme parks why would I and moan about something so yeah it's like the rides in the uk are never ever going to be disney universal level because the budgets are entirely different well they're so, getting there darren brown could easily oh, be yeah, a universal exactly. ride I mean, yeah I mean, no, that's very true um, the thing the things we can do with and and the kind of new technologies we use and stuff like that is is absolutely amazing and i think people don't give the UK parks credit for what they actually do achieve I kind of think maybe if you lived in like another country you might look at the UK and go oh my god I'd love to go to the UK look at all those cool and weird like I think we do unique rides quite well like we have I think the only downfall is that like the three well apart from Blackpool most of the major parks are all operated by the same company so there's never going to be as much competition as there is in like the rest of Europe and stuff um, yeah. And I don't think that's actually going to change unless something happens to Merlin, which no, is exactly. unlikely. And that's, that, I mean, I think that's fair. But I think generally speaking, like, I'm just... Well, it's something easy to please, but I just like to see... I, I, I try to pick out the good in stuff. So I am I will always be the one defending... Everyone will say something's rubbish and I will always be the one defending it unless it's open. I fully agree. You've, I think you've got to see the positive things because ultimately theme parks are just recreational days out and uh, you know le- leisure trips. It's it's your leisure time. It's your free time to enjoy and do as you please. You're spending time and money 
going to theme parks it's in your interest to enjoy it and, and have a good time and yes yeah, something may not be uh, amazing kind of in in every regard but as as you say there's for virtually almost everything there's definitely some form of enjoyment you can you can get out of it yeah i fully agree yeah awesome well that's uh that's kind of um our list of new rides um yeah we've kind of discussed all of them in that so there you go so the winners of um the unofficial coaster cast awards 2017 blackpool apparently is the best park and Devon brands ghost train rise of the demon is the best new ride so well done well done to them we did invite um both Darren brown and mandy thompson to come on the show tonight and receive their awards because of course naturally Darren deserves all the credit with his ghost train because it is his ghost train as he tells us um but, tells us, yeah. but, but, but alas um yeah they can't be here so we'll just we'll post them we'll post them their awards i'm sure they'll be cherished and we'll be cherishing just as much the game we're about to play isn't that right matt uh yes i can't wait um can't wait to play this game <clears throat> As the last game was so good, we thought we'd do another one. <laughs> but this Unfortunately, one's this one's <laughs> Sorry. not going to be as uh, uh, comical. Well, maybe it is. We'll have to see. I feel like we need a jingle for this. Uh, I Tom, can't. do a jingle. Um, we've got lots of letters. They go in a row. We're going to mix them up, but we don't know how. We've got an anagram and we got to work it out. If you know the answer, then scream and shout. It's Matt's anagram game. But... Did you actually just make that up off the top of your head? I just made that up. I just made that up. Don't lie. You were rehearsing that for hours So before. I'm just saying I may score. You know, you've got, you've got a hot competition on their way. So just watch out. <laughs> Well, that's actually one thing that we should talk about, the fact that um, I'm Scoring Merlin released the Thought Park soundtrack, which is pretty freaking cool, considering that Merlin had been so weird about releasing the soundtracks before. I wonder before. how that happened. That's, I mean, amazing that Thorpe did that. I I'm so how excited. That ah. I don't know ah. how it happened. <laughs> There's got to be some very motivated people there. Will it be available? Uh, is it only available as CD? Will it be available as digital download or even better, just uh, streaming on Spotify? To mess up on my Spotify stats. At, at the moment, it's um, it's only on CD because IMA score only do stuff on CD at the moment. I think the I only thing that can it. play a CD in my house is my Xbox. So I'll just have yeah, to my, listen, <laughs> listen to it exclusively on my TV, but not my I, laptop I or phone. Enough, I think if enough people tweet them and ask them to make it available as a digital download, they will probably listen to you. I just want the Ghost Train music more than anything. And particularly, um, I think they're probably going to be separate tracks on the CD, are they? But it, when you're in the queue, one minute it's quite, you know, quiet or ambient. And the next minute, some really loud chorus starts and just I kind of really shocks are, you. I think there are three Ghost Train tracks on there. My favourite track on that CD is the um, updated Colossus music. Oh, yes. Because it's, it's so cool. It's got the cool little melody, but they've kind of re- reworked it, haven't they? It's so Has the good. Inferno music changed? <laughs> Sorry? Has the Inferno music changed? Uh, again, it's a similar thing to what we did with Colossus. So it's, oh, it's still the, the same. The original was so good. Music, like the twinkly 
you know, like when you're in the station, that twinkly music, that's all still there. Like, oh, okay. And does it still have the bass? The bass was like the best bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to install both bass cannons in my own house, aren't I, to really just replicate the feeling. And then, are those still being used? Yeah, yeah. They are. I see them, and I'm always like, I feel like they could put out an insane like amount of bass, but they're just like on level one. Yeah, I think they. I don't know why if they're not turned up, but they are used. I want one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Should we play this uh, oh, yes, convoluted anagram it. game? Let's do it. Okay. So I have five anagrams here. Mm-hmm. Each of them spell out the name of a roller coaster from Europe. All right. So the first one. Mm-hmm. No laughing, please. <laughs> Seaman is S E M E N. Look at that fast. Straight in there. Jordan beat me 5-0 last time, so I'm going to have to really round this up. Right, so there's another thing you should know about me. I'm, like, ridiculously competitive. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you were, like, you were, like, a champion anagram expert or something. Like, you won, like, the anagram awards. No one will play Monopoly with me because I, like, take myself way too seriously. I'm sorry. I'll try try. No, don't, don't, don't give him any chances. You know, just go for it. <laughs> Tommy, you need to be faster, mate. Okay, I'll be on it. I'll be All on right, it. Okay. <laughs> give me the next one. All right, second one. Coming in. I like yeah. this one. Uh-oh. Pneumonia. Cats. Yep. Pneumonia cats. P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-A-C-A-T-S. Pneumonia cats. I think it's time for a clue. Are you sure? Yeah, just give us a country or something like that, or just the general. All right, the, the country is France. It's it's got a sci-fi vibe. Space Mountain. Yes. Oh God, yeah. Ding ding ding. All right, <laughs> That's all more. I wanted, Jordan. Just one point. <laughs> Could at least five mil again. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm happy now. I'm, I can die happy. <laughs> Are you ready for number three? Livers Arts. L I V E R S. A-R-T-S. Yeah. Uh, I was I was thinking along Europa. I was like running like Eurosat through my head, but I forgot there's other coasters at Europa Park as well. I'm just so obsessed <laughs> with Eurosat. Ready for number four? Yeah. Helmet, sir. H-E-L-M-E-T-S-I-R. The Smiler. This- yes, <laughs> the Smiler. <laughs> all right, so let's build up the tension. It's two walls. This is for Anagram Champion. And the winner will receive absolutely nothing. Hooray. Hooray. So it's all to play for, guys. All to play for. Good luck, George. And the final final anagram. Drank Hogan. D-R-A-N-K-H-O-G-A-N. Oh, you got there first. Ooh, Jordan was there first, I'm afraid there, Tom. Well done, Jordan. This I, is just like when you were on tipping point and you lost. <laughs> That's true. Well, there we go. That's it. Congratulations, Jordan. You've won um, our amazing uh, prize of nothing. Excellent. I'll put it on. But you go home with pride and happiness. Excellent. <laughs> I, 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 I at least keep some dignity this time. I, I gave it a fight, and that's uh, that's more than I did for what Sean talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jordan, you won uh, the anagram game. Congratulations, and uh, you've been very kind and generous recently. You've given away um, how many was it in terms of about ten clamshell awards to people. It was eight, yeah. Eight? Yeah, that was fun. That was a thing. (laughs) 
So, I mean, yeah. just for people who, who may not have been aware of the Clamshell Awards, it took place over kind of the past three weeks in late November, early December. Talk about what it is and what gave you the idea to do it, etc. So, basically, I um, follow quite a lot of non-theme park bloggers as well and influencers on Twitter. And there's this thing called the Bloggers Blog Awards. And every year I'm kind of like, oh, like, I wish there was, like, a, a blog with my niche of theme parks is never ever going to win any of those awards because it's too niche it's too weird these awards are for mainstream like kind of blogs and content creators mm-hmm. and i kind of noticed that there's a quite a lot of awards for best theme parks like mitch hawker poles and the fucking golden tickets and all that stuff but there's nothing for actual content creators and i mean looking at how much stuff there is out there especially in the UK like I feel like I see a new Facebook a fan fan made Facebook page pop up every day and ask me to follow it and I kind of was like well it might be quite fun to do an award for that but I kind of wanted it to be quite big and taken quite seriously so I got in contact with whomever I could think of to try and get some cool prizes and we actually did get some really cool prizes um in the end and yeah it was it was really good it was really good fun it was really nice to kind of see everyone getting involved and everyone getting excited about it it was really cool i feel like a lot of the time the in like community is a bit um angsty and i think something like this kind of really helped to like bring everyone together in a weird way yeah it was nice i mean obviously there's always people who are going to moan and say like oh it's fixed like you know the pub, pub, publicly voted for awards are fixed yes maybe you're just not that popular um the <laughs> um but yeah in general it was really it was it was really good vibes it was fun it was yeah it was I, I loved doing it I loved seeing everyone getting excited about it and I mean hopefully now that it's um established itself and thank you guys for sponsoring one of the categories for our, our pleasure nice. yes um yeah. coaster crate slash coaster pop slash whatever we're going to call it now slash when we launch it <laughs> um did, did sponsor uh, the best instagram award and congratulations to attraction images for winning that they'll be receiving a bounty of whatever I, we can find in our cupboard very soon <laughs> very soon yeah um oh, the post is quite then. busy this time of year so and i yeah so i really yeah busy this week so i'll <laughs> post it when i, I can I, I sent out a bunch of off today and I was kind of like oh god that's not going to get there for ages but um yeah I mean hopefully now that the first run of the awards have happened and I kind of have some stats behind it next year when I reach out to people for prizes more hopefully more people would be willing to get on board because to be fair like quite a lot of people did get on board and a few people because I wanted to turn it around so quickly um a few people did get back to me and there wasn't enough time and I was kind of like oh sorry it's already I've already announced what the sponsors are so maybe next year so already got some cool stuff in the run for next year that um, said though you've offered some amazing prizes I really do think uh, <laughs> we should be congratulated for them you know a weekend in Leesburg with flights included as well you obviously contacted <laughs> Frontier for Planet Coaster copies you know obviously quite sizable uh, organizations here as well I mean there's, there's Tato Park as well and stuff like that but um, you know so yeah. you, you've reached far and wide and you've got some you know amazing things clearly the one that everyone was after was the fully paid uh, uh, expenses trip to to Leesburg and I think many people yeah. are arguably glad it it went to um, you know maybe somebody I'm not sure if Coastal Park has been to Leesburg 
before but I don't um, think he has I don't think so there you go kind of a worthy winner in that sense that the prizes kind of really enable them to do something they wouldn't have otherwise uh done and all that Leesburg are just great for that kind of stuff though like Andreas who is I don't know if you guys know about Andreas he's the manager of the park um but he's also like chairperson of IAPA and he's just a massive theme park enthusiast himself I wouldn't be surprised if he listens to this podcast um hi Andreas when I told Andreas Anderson. Have um, uh, oh sorry, Andre, that's not started off <laughs> my relationship with Andreas Anderson very well. Um, have you ever been to Leesburg, Matt? No, I haven't. I, 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 I haven't either. Love to go. Just, just um, saying, Andreas. If, if yeah. anyone from Leesburg <laughs> is listening to this podcast, if you're listening, please. No, he um, he's always great doing stuff like this. Like. I emailed him and said, I'm doing this. Like, would you guys be willing to sponsor a category, provide a prize? And I was kind of hoping for like tickets to the park. And then he came back to me and he was like, oh, would, would this be okay? And I was like, yes. That'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> like, I, was like, I was just like, what the hell? I like called Connor into the front room and I was like, look, look at this email. And I like put a tweet out and I was like, I have just received the best email I've ever seen. Like, it was so exciting. And I was like, oh my God. This is so good. Yeah. That's kind of like the buzz that we got when we started out doing Coaster Crate and we were getting people like Parks replying, being like, oh, yeah, we want to work with you. Like, we've got this cool merch that we want you to push. And oh, it's fun. So, yeah. It? So yeah, it's good. really good when the Parks kind of get involved in, in these kind of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I wish more would, to be honest. But, like, I emailed – it was really funny because I think I kind of learned a lesson in how to kind of approach – parks as well because I reached out to quite a lot of like manufacturers and stuff because I wanted it to be like a good mix of mm-hmm. just general stuff and um I I phrased as do you want to sponsor a category by by providing a prize I didn't mean pay me money I meant like do you have some tat I can give away essentially is what I was asking for and um B&M got back to me and they were like we do not we are not interested in sponsoring you I was like damn <laughs> I think we might have got a, a kind of fiery reply from B&M as well once actually I thought like, wow okay sorry yeah. that said if you haven't got a couple of million to buy a coaster then stop emailing us yeah literally <laughs> what are you doing yeah. <laughs> the Intamin um, goodie bag that um, Sean won it's really cool. It kind of pained me to post it to him today because I was like, oh. I'll what was in it? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there'll be a video on it soon from the World of Theme Park, so don't worry, you won't miss out. <laughs> um, the, it, it's just loads of um, generic Intamin stuff, so like a USB pen, lanyard, key ring, golf ball randomly, which is quite funny. Obviously. Um, and then like they sent me a list of what was in it, and on it was like, oh, Intamin t-shirts, and there's like an Intamin polo shirt in there. Intamin this, Intamin that, Intamin knife. And I was like, so what? <laughs> Intamin knife? What? And I was like, weird. And then it arrived. And obviously, they're Swiss. It's a Swiss army knife. Oh, God. So oh, Intamin yeah. Swiss army knife. And I was like, that is so cool. And then um, they've also released this year, a um, it's their 50th anniversary. So they've put together this kind of, fab book of their 50th anniversary and they were like oh we can include one of those um so there's a 50th anniversary intimate book in there as well that's awesome. really cool. that sounds like a great prize yeah yeah it's really really cool like um and they uh they they 
just sent me one of every size of shirt. So I've obviously posted one to Sean, but I've still got three left over. So I think I'll probably give some of those away on my Facebook page for Christmas. I must admit, oh, though, I mean, you, I'm not sure the excuse it's an intimate branded Swiss Army knife will work at the bag search at Fort Parker Hilton Towers, though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's it's inter, it's intimate branded, you know. Let me in. It's fine. As well, like, when I collected the box from the post office, because they, they sent it to me, and then I sent it out, um, I was like, how the hell did this get through customs? Like, but the box had clearly been, the box that arrived to me had clearly been opened and searched, so I reckon like someone's gone what the hell is this <laughs> like everything <laughs> everything in the box like all the individual um packages like there was the, the every, like the pen was in a box the key ring was in the box but all of those boxes had been opened so i think it probably got flagged oh, wow. <laughs> someone had a little dig through and went this is weird okay this is the intimate heroine <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Top tip: If you want an easy ride through customs, order uh, fifty wooden woden blocks, and then anything else oh in your god. shipment can just easily be oh hidden. So yeah, just do that. When that turned up, I was like, um, I didn't realise how many there were going to be and how big these boxes were going to be. <laughs> was it just like stacks and stacks and stacks? It, yeah, ins- insane amount. Like they, they weren't like individually packaged. Yeah, anything, it was insane. But like. I don't, know, I don't know how big were the boxes like like it was stacked on top of each other they your were living like room as tall was taken over yeah by yeah all. pretty much <laughs> that's hilarious um, um so coaster studios won best news channel and receives two tickets to tato park in ireland aren't are coaster studios based in the u.s yeah so I was speaking to them and I think what he's like he said he was like oh it's such a shame because I am actually coming over to Europe to do a coaster trip but I'm not going to Ireland I was like oh that's a shame so I think what he's going to do is run a giveaway oh, he's okay. not just going to exchange them for the same amount of value for crisps yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the awards was and I kind of I sat down and I was like obviously some of these prizes are very much dependent on where you live and I kind of tried, I was like, okay, I know that the majority of my followers are European or English. I'll, I only specifically shared it in European or English groups on Facebook. And somehow some American kind of people got voted for still. And I was kind of like, either I can rig the vote and make an English person win it, or I can keep it open and go, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense, but also I don't want to lie to you guys and change it just so it's more convenient for me. Like, it, I was like, okay, fine, they can win it and then they can do whatever they want with the prize. Like, it's fine. Coaster Force is a weird one because it was started in the UK. All of the meetups are UK like members, and then but the guy who runs the U- the Coaster Force YouTube channel is American. So because oh, right. of that, be, yeah, it must be the YouTube quite a lot of american followers however the, the coaster force chat facebook group is run by english people and they'll all be playing planet coaster now yeah awesome well I, th- I think in summary it's yeah it's been an amazing idea i think it's been really well received and i think yeah as matt was alluding to before really brought the community together i think it was quite 
nice it's similar to i guess probably the comparison for me would be like student elections at uni and everyone's going around campaigning seeing the videos yeah. and asking for votes and stuff like that i think it was a similar sort of spirit and you know whilst you can like go oh it's begging for votes whatever it's actually it creates a nice it creates a nice spirit and sense of community actually it did make me laugh how british everyone was being everyone was like oh no i won't i won't ask for votes i'll just and then one person asked and then everyone went okay fine <laughs> and then all the videos started coming up going yeah no please please vote for us i was like there's it's not begging for votes it's campaigning and that's part of the fun like that's different that's a completely different thing i think we need a podcast category next year that's literally what i was going to ask <laughs> well so i'm going to um I'm, I'm going to do a kind of wash up of the vote and how the votes went and do some like cool pie charty stuff of the split and all that kind of thing but i'm going to put a couple of polls up about like are, are there any categories you think should get ditched are there any categories because i had a few people contact me saying they wish that there was a best gate like theme park gamer category but because uh, i'm yeah, just yeah, looking course, that world yeah. at all it didn't even, it did not even cross my mind so i was kind of like hey well next year like i'll either add some categories or i'll swap some categories so uh yeah. I think Theme Park Game would be a good one because there's a big following around Planet Coaster. Isn't it? Exactly. And I was kind of like, I, I honestly, I was just ignorant. I just didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. But obviously there's a, there's a, uh, an enthusiasm for that. So that's probably something. But, and, and yeah, I had, um, podcast was mentioned as well. I mean, just ditch the YouTube categories, really, because I think that's such a small, minute segment of the community. I don't really know if, if there's many YouTubers in it. So probably those ones are the ones to get rid of. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just, just ignore them yeah it's fine it's fine the youtube yeah awesome and yeah if you want to learn more about the clamshell awards read all the results etc then i think that's all on your blog isn't it jordan it is yes cupcakesandcoasters.com awesome um just very briefly um the big so not much went on in the uk this year as we've already established but a whole new park a whole new second gate opened in europe this year to much fanfare and like all second gates truly should little attendance as well um in the form of ferrari <laughs> land at port aventura um the coast the the theme park built around a single coaster it seems um and it seems like that's honestly all there really is there would is that first to say um we actually ended up spending way more time there than we thought we were gonna but yeah it's it it sounds like i i don't know how this park i would love to know the background into how this park came to exist because it's really weird i was saying it it doesn't fit in with port aventura and the brand as i know it at mm. all like it's bizarre you kind of go what and then i'm like ferrari seem to be quite into pimping themselves out as a brand like they, they're they happy to kind of lease their ip as it were i think they see it as just a big advertising opportunity i think there's probably someone who works for ferrari who's a bit of a theme park enthusiast considering this is the second ferrari <laughs> and i think they work in in the ferrari for the ferrari brand and like do you know it's a really good way of advertising our brand and doing experiential stuff building theme parks because actually quite a lot of the stuff within the park it's quite advertising -y and and like working in pr i know an advert for a brand when i see one even mm -hmm. if it's not explicitly an advert for the brand like their um their soaring ride is an advert for ferrari you're flying over adverts of a ferrari <laughs> driving through the fucking desert 
and I'm like <laughs> this is weird like and it's almost like like I imagine back in the day when they had like the world you know like they had the world fairs where yeah. you'd go and like um all like the new technology of the day and age would be advertised if those still existed this would be at one of those well, that brings me on to um, kind of, it, it sounds very much like in, I guess, terms of its Italian theming and in terms of, uh, I mean, Massive Coaster aside, its attractions, but in terms of its, its promotional value as well, it seems almost like an Epcot pavilion in some way, almost maybe a future yes. world one, perhaps. It, it kind of, it, it's really weird because you go around one bit and there's like the St. Mark's Square slash Coliseum side, and that's really nice. And then, but then the rest of it's really like, plasticky mm-hmm. and yeah it, it's I mean I'd, I don't like that kind of thing in a theme I like things to look more natural and like wonderful I don't like things to look like a shiny car bonnet and that's what I mean I know some people do some people are into cars that's fine I'm I'm not so it didn't appeal to me but like car showrooms and oh you can come do this VR where it's like you're driving a car and oh you can do this thing where you can change the wheels on a Ferrari race car and that kind of thing like it just felt like a big ferrari showroom and they've gone oh and uh we put a big roller coaster into all the people in <laughs> it's, like, it's actually quite clever i think is there any value in it being a because i guess the ultimate question should it have just been uh, an additional land is there any value in it being a, a second gate at all or, or should they have just gone it, it's a big investment but it just needs to be another land the port of Ventura. i think the saving grace in it being another la- another park entirely is it's ugly and it doesn't fit in with like i said it doesn't fit in with the port port of Ventura is quite pretty mm-hmm. and, and the lands kind of flow quite nicely together and they're all kind of natural feeling if that had been a land within that park it would have jarred so much more like i, I think it jars now it would have jarred so much more. It would have been horrendous. Like, but also the price they were charging to get in was obscene. And I can see why it didn't do well because you wouldn't pay, like we got two park two day tickets for 60, no 50 pounds. Oh wow. Like it was cheap. Yeah. It was really cheap. Um, but I know at the start of the year it was like 25 euros just to get into Ferrari World alone. And it's kind of like, well, no, you, you wouldn't pay that. Like we went in and like I said, we spent way more time there than we thought we were going to. And we didn't even ride everything. I didn't ride the drop towers um, because they broke down and the operations were crap and it was taking ages. And I was like, I'd rather be riding Red Force. But um, yeah, there's a lot more there than I think people realise. And things do take time. Like the ex if you want to do all the experiential stuff, like Connor wanted to change the tires on the F1 car. And um, there was a VR thing that one of the other guys wanted to do. And the um, flying theater takes ages. Cause there's like a million pre shows before you go in the actual attraction. And like, there's like a pepper's ghost bit, which is hilariously similar to the Darren Brown ghost train one. So we're all <laughs> laughing at that. And then it's just like low, but it, it is, but it's like the Ferrari dude and he's all like speaking in Italian. And we were just like, this is not the mug. Like it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like you're like, we were, I reckon we were in there for about an hour, like oh, wow. queuing for the ride and then going through all the pre-shows and then going through the actual attraction. Yeah. That took, ages it seems even more frustrating though is like you said it's just a a huge advert for ferrari like you're willingly standing in this thing for an hour while being advertised to yeah 
And like, unless, like you said, like unless you're into cars, it's not. It's quite interesting. You go, in, you go in there and they've got this kind of projection mapping thing. When you go in and go, oh, that's quite cool. I like projection mapping. I can look at that for a bit. But then you stand there for 20 minutes and you're like, I'm bored. No, I don't, I don't care. And then the fact that the ride is so blatantly an advert as well, you're just kind of like, this isn't whimsical. <laughs> this is just annoying. <laughs> I'm getting annoyed. And there's a massive roller coaster out there and I would rather be riding that. Do you think they're going to expand it? Do you think they're going to add more attractions, or do you literally think that that they're is? Getting, they're yeah. getting another coaster next year. They're getting. Oh, they are. They're getting an SBF Visa spinner next year. Um, but generally speaking, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's like, what can you add to it? It's weird. Like it yeah. hasn't done the things they thought it would. I, I bet they. I'd love to see their actual gate figure. Um, compared to what they mm. budgeted for because I bet it's like massively massively under well, before it opened yeah. they were saying that you had to like kind of book a, a time slot to go and like it was open till like crazy like was it midnight or like one they had in the really morning or weird something opening hours as well like yeah we we went on we flew out on the Friday night and we flew back home on the Monday night but on the Friday night it was open till 11pm but unfortunately for us we didn't get we got there at like to the park at like 1 a.m. So we missed that, but some of our friends went in the evening. But then on the Saturday, it closed at six. What the hell? Like, that doesn't make because I was like, oh, I wanted to ride Red Force in, in the dark. Mm. Obviously, we're not doing that now. Like, what in the world is that? That's just weird. Jesus. I'm just looking yeah. on TripAdvisor as well, actually, and it's got three out of five, which Oh, click the terrible reviews. I, I always go, what are the terrible ones? Okay, terrible. Uh, opening times and information not passed on to customers. Yeah. Um, nobody informed me that Ferrari Land is only open till 5 p.m. while Port Aventura is open until 7 p.m. Uh, waste of money, poor thing park, world's most boring place, crap, 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 <laughs> empty and nothing to do. <laughs> most boring place. <laughs> the shop prices are a joke, 25 euros for six pencils. <laughs> well they won't be in a future coaster crate I'll tell you that <laughs> estimated queue times are terrible the ride operations are slow uh, the staff are strict to the point that you'll be afraid to touch anything what were they trying to that. touch uh, I think it was like a car yeah a, a Ferrari badge in the shop oh, keep um, your fucking hands off Jesus show some respect <laughs> uh, pure waste of time and money ouch disappointing yeah. Mm. So I mean, Red Force is good though, so it it swings around. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I could just switch it to like excellent, and it's night. Wow, amazing day out. Whoosh. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, really good, great day out. The VR was amazing. Well, here's, so. the, here's the definitive ranking, um, and it's in Jordan's hands as she's been. We haven't Jordan. I will ask you to give Ferrari Land either our patented thumbs up. <laughs> Or thumbs down. Oh, that's really hard because it's 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 like a thumb on its side. But you're not allowed that. It's. <laughs> I think I'd have to give it a thumbs down then. Oh, thumbs Ooh. down. Yeah. If only they'd let you touch the Ferrari badges. It was that yeah, a swinging that's, factor. That's what, that's what missing. That's why. No, when I said about the strictness of the staff, mine was more. They would not let you choose what seat you sat in, despite the fact that there was nobody in the queue. And I was like, but I want to sit at the back. 
And she was like, no. <laughs> Get here in is, row three. I was like, that's why. Is there a front row queue for Red Force? Uh, no, they, you, you, if you get put in front row, then that's lucky. Oh, wow. If not, then, yeah, no. No, really, they're like, I, I get it. Like, if, if, if they have to load the coaster train a certain way to prevent it from valleying or something. Oh, but okay, the thing yeah. is, I think it seats, like, 10 or 12 people at a time. I can't remember. Like, the trains are diddy. But I was with a group of 12. So we were all there. And we all kind of went for as a group of 12. And me and my friend Ben went to go sit at the back. And, like, we were with the rest of the train. Like, no one cared that we were sat at the back. And everyone was like, no, I told you to go there. So you go there. Oh, and God. these people go here. It's like, what? <laughs> no. You're all just crying on your way around because you couldn't see where you were. Well, I mean, luckily the, luckily the park was there. So we, we got to go on it pretty much every seat a million times. So it didn't matter. But I was just like, oh, really? Like, if was that worth the effort? Apparently, it's only 15 euros to go in there. Yeah, yeah, it's gone down to 15. That's not bad, but 15 that's, euros. Jesus, that's pretty what? good. If it's it if makes... it's nine quid for a go on uh, Munich looping in London exactly. right now, then 15 euros yeah. for a day's worth of goes on Europe's tallest, fastest, etc. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, Munich looping, though. Five loop the loops. What more do you want? <laughs> and, I went on and... it on Friday. Oh, what do you think of it? I've been on it many times oh, right, before, okay. Germany and stuff. Um, and when you pay three euros instead of nine pounds, um, but yeah, it, it's good. It's it, it's just it's like bittersweet because you're like, this is so good, but also it's lots of money, so <laughs> yeah. it better be good. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's excellent. It, it really is. Like there's no point beating around the bush. It's very 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 good, but also. It makes my purse cry. How much would it cost to buy it off the fairground operators? I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Lightwater and maybe some smaller UK parks now. Why don't they just plonk that in? I mean, um, Flamingoland had a copy of Alton's corkscrew sat, you know, on kind of temporary style supports as mm-hmm. and a big plot of land somewhere that they could just whack. This is my kind of enthusiast thinking it's way too easy just to plonk coasters down sort of uh, view here. But, <laughs> like a roller coaster like, oh, style, like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but why would they when they can just like take it to Hyde Park every year and charge nine quid a ride? Exactly. I think we worked out like last year when we were just being massive geeks and it was running like, I think it was running five trains and if it was nine pound per person and each train held this many people i think we worked out it made something obscene like thirty six thousand pounds an hour oh my god yeah and and that that's probably your answer as to why they don't sell it to a park because they can make yeah so much money just from traveling the fair circuit <laughs> yeah that, oh, that's really really funny well i'll tell you what that's been some great chat guys but i think we're gonna have to uh begin to wrap it up now is that okay oh, yeah. yeah i'm sorry it was so funny as well what either of you were saying just then <laughs> but um but anyway it was a good end it was a good end. it was a good, it was a good point to end it all on so um anyway um i'll tell you what though it's gonna be the final time probably i think that we do our competition over the course of the year on the podcast we've been adding a prize to a big bundle and then at the end of the year which we're very nearly at we might extend it by a few days maybe just to 
push the entry numbers up. We're going to give it all away. So one person is going to win a whole load. Um, to do so, you'll go to coastercast.co.uk forward slash win and answer a question. There'll be a question on this episode. If you listen to the previous ones or want to, there'll be questions on them. One person will win. We've got, um, help me out here, Matt. We've got T-shirts. We've got mugs. We've got like Intamin um, merchandise in there. We've got Disney yeah. pins. Um, we're going to have the, f- the final ever copy of our Legend of the Chained Oak comic from Coaster Creek. There was only one copy left. It's been sold out in the store. Even me and Matt don't have our own copy. Jordan has a copy, though. So um, It's the final ever copy. Somebody messaged us on Twitter um, saying that it was sold out in our store. He wanted to know if he could still buy it. He was buying it for a present for his girlfriend for Christmas. Like, oh, really, really sorry. We don't, we honestly, we've only got the one for the competition. We don't have any more in stock. So we actually retweeted him to um, help um, people who own the comic to see if he can actually buy it off them. He was prepared to buy it off well, someone. So I wonder, if he, I wonder if he ever got one. Yeah, I don't know. I have to follow up with him. So just saying, everyone, keep your holding on to your Coaster Crate merch because it may become extremely valuable in one day. Or it may just continue to clutter up your wardrobe. So uh, one way or another, just keep holding on to it. But anyway, this year, there's lots of merch to win to go to the website for that. Um, and Jordan, you have a website as well. I do. It's cupcakesandcoasters.com. You can get there by typing in cupcakesandcoasters.com and that will take you to my website um yeah you can also follow me on twitter at Jordan Mid. i post lots of theme parky stuff and fun stuff and sometimes selfies of my face and um also cupcakes and posters on facebook so you can follow me there as well what about what about what about instagram what about instagram oh yeah instagram as well yeah, um, at Cupcakes and Toasters on Instagram. Um, it's mostly just me doing arty shots of my life, but occasionally there is theme park stuff, and occasionally there are live updates on Instagram stories from whichever the theme park I'm at, which next week will be Efteling and Fantasyland. So That's a pretty good way to spend your Christmas holiday. Wow. That is a cool way to spend a Christmas holiday. We've got some social media as well. Um, I'll, I have to look it up because oh, oh it's so changed though, isn't it? So exactly, and we've got we've got we've got anymore. underscores now. The great thing about Coaster Crate was we didn't need underscores in anything, but I think we we need underscores. Um, so yeah, check out our uh, blog, our website. We've got lots of great articles. You can take part in some quizzes. You can vote in some polls. You can read uh, interviews. Uh, you can listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read informative articles etc um, some stuff's been really really popular uh, our Alton Towers quiz has been proved fiendishly difficult see if you can get all 10 questions right um, coastercast.co.uk you can follow us uh, on Facebook um, as such coastercast you can follow us on Instagram at coaster underscore cast and I believe that's the same on Twitter coaster underscore cast as well I don't think uh, we won't have live updates from amazing theme parks all the time like Jordan though but um, we'll, 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 fi- we'll fill the feed with something so just more quizzes and clickbait and, and stuff like that yeah. more anagrams <laughs> you should... maybe a really cool game thank you very much for listening to the Coaster Cast or just to Coaster Cast you don't need a the in that case no the sounds weird there's like calling the nemesis <laughs> the Galactica <laughs> that's true Space Mountain <laughs> The mountains really work, don't they? The Big Thunder Mountain, the Splash Mountain. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, okay. The Expedition Everest. Um, or as someone calls it, um, the Himalaya coaster. Himalayas. Himalayas. Oh, Himalayas. <laughs> right, that's where we're going. We're all going off for a ride on the Himalayas. Thank you very much. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Home fucking mountain. <laughs> we'll see you later. Now let's cue those titles. <laughs> <laughs>